Hi humans, welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk About It. My name's Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversation about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our Christian faith. We are truth seekers and love Jesus. And just like Jesus, we invite all to the table. That, my friend, is where you come in. If you have something to say or a perspective to share, don't be shy. We would love to know your story. You can reach us at laurenandadamofficial at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. And without further ado, let's Let's talk talk about it. it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have our good friend, Adam Palmer. Adam, say hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? (laughs) So, Adam and I, yeah, I'm glad you're here. You know, this is like, it's not long-awaited because the podcast is just brand new, but I feel like this was meant to be like... I'm for one a of the while. First guests. Yes. Yeah. You are. <laughs> um so Adam and I met um how many years ago was that? 3 4? Uh 3 or 4, yeah. Yeah. Um at a festival as one of the um Christian music festivals back when we were both <laughs> touring in our Christian bands. Yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah, it's just been we've just cultivated a friendship over the years and um kind of bonded over similar experiences and I experiences we didn't even realize that we had in common until Mm -hmm. we spoke about it um but anyway super glad to have adam here today um because we're gonna talk about yes music Mm -hmm. christian music christian industry christian media and christian like circles (laughs) culture and yeah yeah, culture and all of that so welcome adam thank you very much for having me (laughs) yeah good to be here so um question how like why do you think I wanted you on the podcast today. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just, we have good conversations that flow mm-hmm. easily and flow well. So I figured that would be something to continue on to this. And we're, we're I think we're talking about a couple different hot topic issues in, yes. in Christian culture and um, media. And yeah. so we, we had a lot to discuss on it. So we yeah. do. There's we have a lot going <laughs> on. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so give us a little background, like just, I know you've said this so many times, the different, you know, parts of your life, but how and when did you get into music and then Christian music and the band you got into and all that? Yeah, so um, I got into Christian music kind of by accident. I I mean, I was raised atheist, and so when I came to faith when I was 16, I never thought in a million years that the thing that I started when I was an atheist, which is playing guitar and singing and stuff, would carry over into practice into the church and so that's what happened as soon as i was in the church everyone's like oh you should do worship music and like what's that (laughs) um i remember the first time i went to church i was confused on why everyone was singing karaoke (laughs) oh no (laughs) because i'm like how do they all know the words why is everyone staring at the guy at the front who's staring back at them yes and they all know this like where did they hear these words before so you were 16 at this point? I was point. 16, okay. yeah. Wait, so was this a church where they had like the words up on the side screen and everything? Yeah. 
bad. And they had one of the guys with like a projector, like the slides they had to manually lay on it. Oh my gosh. So it was one of those. It was such a weird experience. Wow. Because that was the first time in my life I'd set foot in a church. Okay. Um, Wow. And it was non-denominational, which I had no idea what that was either. Did you even know what denominations were? Okay. I mean, not really. No. Okay. Interesting. So... Yeah, as soon as I was involved in that, people kept asking me, oh, you play guitar, or you sing? Like, you should do this. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? And so they gave me, like, a list of songs to learn. Yeah. And they're super easy. And so I'm like, okay, I can do this. And <laughs> so, yeah. You're used to playing, like, Metallica or yeah, something. I <laughs> yeah, I was playing all, like, complex guitar riffs, and then yeah. I go into, like, let's play G chord for the whole verse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I did that, and then I got married super young, and mm. she was really interested in christian worship music too Mm. was she in the church she was okay yeah and so she kind of like i would say encouraged slash pushed me to get more involved in it yeah and um kind of jumped through the hoops to make that happen yeah and then got to the place of like okay i'm gonna start leading i'm gonna start Mm. like developing a team all those things and so I was at a church in Carson City, Nevada, and we yeah. put together this worship team that eventually turned into uh, a band yeah. that eventually. So, were got you a, a Christian? Deal. Like, where did you come to faith at? Like, at, at this church, sixteen? Okay. No, this this is like the third or fourth church I, I went to that okay. I was gotcha. I was okay. part of that. But I put together a band. It was like made out of worship leaders from different churches, and there's six members from five different churches. That band became mm. I Am They. And then we started touring regionally, got a record deal with Provident, and... Now, I do want to pause. So you, you know, the band was started there. Mm-hmm. Now, I do remember one of our conversations in the past. You said that you kind of, like, you kind of helped make it happen. Yes. Not only, like, mentally, emotionally, physically, but, like, financially as well. Yes. So you were, like, invested. Yep. So, because what did you do before the band? Like, t- talk <laughs> yeah. to us there. Like, sure, sure. Um, so, I I was a federal employee, and I was involved in finance. Okay. And so, before that, like, that's I I had the most stable, yeah, the income. most stable job, yeah, so, ever. Yeah. So we were um, whenever we do tours or trips or whatever, I'd be paying for gas and like fronting like hotel costs. You were the uh, label. I was the the funds yeah yes. okay got yeah it. so yeah. um it, it made it work we all chipped in and we, yeah. we take our vehicles multiple vehicles to different places but like um it was it was an expense i mean it's expensive to launch a band it's a small business yeah, so. yeah. well i mean it's it just like is. i don't think people understand that in the christian yes. industry too like it's not just the regular you know secular industry or whatever but like in every industry there's such a startup cost even going oh, and I doing know. anything writing a song We've been just getting back into that again and just getting a song produced and written is like... It's expensive. It's also expensive. Very expensive. It's a very expensive art. And then you take so much time to get bookings and then Mm -hmm. you pay through the nose (laughs) to actually get out on the road and go play shows for people. I know. Even once we were on a major label, I I would find out how much it would cost for us to be on tours and shows and it blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what? I remember when we were offered our first buy on Uh and I was like, like us. Yeah. As love collides. Like, how much money do you think we Did have? We talk I about think this? we should explain what a buy-on is for people. That yeah, are sure. Yeah, right. um, it's for us little artists <laughs> who nobody thinks really deserves to be there, but they're like, oh, we'll like, allow you on if you 
pay us like X money amount of money. Per show. So instead of like yes. as an artist, instead of getting paid to play, you're you, not like splitting a door fee for like tickets. No. Like mm-hmm. if it's a ticketed show, you're not making any money. You're literally paying money to either the tour or the headlining artist. And it's a lot of money. It's a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, well, uh, you know, that's kind of what the last thing was for us was like we were given a tour. We were offered a tour. Yeah. And I offer. I mean, is it really an offer if they're like telling you you could be on if you pay us you pay a huge us amount of money? Figures, yeah. God. Well, it was a lot of money. Okay, wait. But first, like, it was 10 minutes before <laughs> the lights even went down, before oh. anybody was even in the auditorium. Yeah. And it was fifteen hundred dollars a night. Some, yeah. It was like it was like fifteen hundred dollars a, a night to Plus, be on we weren't with even, no lights or anything. It, we weren't uh, gonna be on the bus either. Right. Like You're we had falling. to drive our own. Anyway, so that's I know we totally did the same thing yeah. when we were starting out, and it was it was brutal. Yeah. Only difference is that we had the label pay for it, but the label, like you think in your head when you first get started, you're like, oh, cool, <laughs> the, the label. label's taking care of it. It's recouped. Like, my sales yes. of my albums yeah. went towards recouping the amount of money that they spent on whatever they spent on. So right. mm. it, was, it was my money, really. And you become like a dancing monkey. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Anyway, okay, so that's, that's what a buy-on is, and so I don't know where we were in your story. But. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the, um, started doing worship music, um, became worship leader, put together bands. That's how the whole thing happened. It's okay. like we just kind of... We're doing regional things. And I remember our very, very first show ever was opening for a pretty well-known Christian artist named Matthew West. It was mm. our first show we ever did. Wow. And um, How many years ago was that? Gosh, I think that was 2008, so 11 oh, okay. years ago. Wow. Yeah. All right. Or 2009 is one of those. Um, yeah. But it was like uh, the caveat was that we had to have our own original material, and we were only doing worship covers because mm. we're a worship band. So like, I literally had to bust out five songs in like yeah. a month. Oh, and that'll so, work your writing chops. Yeah. And they were like They had to be good too. Well, <laughs> you can write songs. It's like doesn't mean they're good. It was it was funny because like you just write what you listen to and you don't really think in terms of palatability or commercial value or mm-hmm. anything like that. You just think it like, oh, it's a song. I finished the song. Yeah. And they're like six minutes long, you know. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> like, boy. It's long and here's another bridge. And yeah. here's like another oh, channel. So yeah, when you're first starting out with songs, you don't really have any of that coaching or guidance that people want pacing, especially in a modern like Spotify, Apple Music world. Right. They want quick pacing for songs. Of course. Yeah. So six minutes doesn't really work. What right. is it? They want the hook within the first eight seconds? I mean, like yeah. I mean, there's there's so many rules. It depends on what genre you're in, but yeah, there's a ton of rules for it. Well, or guidelines or maps or whatever you want to call it. It's sure. like you take you take an art form and then you create it into a business and it's there's mm-hmm. a lot of rules. But okay, all right, so that was, you started opening for Matthew West. That's funny because, so Brooke and I did music together from 2010 yeah. on. Like, okay. So I thought, it's so interesting, because I thought you guys were like, like newer, like we were. I mean, yeah. I guess it's only like by a couple years that we right, were different, right. but interesting. Okay, wow, I didn't know well, that. Well, we didn't start actually touring and doing shows until 2011 or 12. Okay. So before it. that, it was very, very locally, just two cities. Yeah. Right. Playing. Like you did Battle of the Bands. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and played at other churches. We're like, we're a band. We played twice a year. Yeah. You know, it's like, we didn't really play out. We just played events at my church. Got it. And okay. then I think our first major event was we won this Battle of the Bands, literally, at yep. this uh, festival in Monterey, California. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that got us the opportunity to meet with a Nashville producer and oh. blah, blah, blah. So... 
Gotcha. But we had to fund it ourselves. So we had to like fund <laughs> six people to get across the country and fly oh, here and hotel so and tickets glamorous. and all stuff. So, um, yeah. It's glamorous. Oh, I know. Okay, so. <laughs> They're like, you've officially earned 30 minutes of my time. <laughs> as long as you can pay for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that was the beginning of I Am Day. Yes. Right. Okay, now, when did you leave the band? When I exit. Um, exit, yeah. That's yeah, a it was. Around June, July, uh, I think actually officially was September 1st of 16. Okay, um, 16. Got was when it. I sold it to another member. Okay. And like that was that was a really um, hard mm-hmm. move. And it was a hard decision and a hard time. There's like a lot of mess that came along with that. Right. So um, I don't think, just in the practical sense of whenever uh, a partnership in a business yeah. ends, right. I don't know that they ever end on like, completely friendly terms if one of them is continuing you know oh for sure so like it's it's never like one of those things that's that's been easy so yeah 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 so that's 16 and then on top of that you it wasn't just a band but you also were divorced married and then you got divorced yeah so i mean the whole thing was um incredibly difficult it was a lot of change at once personal yeah and the other thing is like a year prior i moved across the country from nevada to nashville tennessee so so um, you're in a new place the identity you had as what you do is like completely gone and the person that you're with is like you're going through a split wait 2015 is when you moved to 2015 may of 2015 we moved here okay Uh, next year I got a divorce. Oh my gosh. So it was, it was crazy. It was a lot of change happening at once. And it was kind of like, like you said, it was really an identity shift in Mm. every single way. Yeah. And, um, it was to say it was hard was, is an understatement. Yeah, no, it's, it was just like, it was devastating. Well, I mean, I remember when you told me that you were staying at a friend's house, Yeah, a mutual friend's house and you're like, yeah, I had nothing. Like I was totally, I had, yeah. The feeling of like, I don't even know if I have friends. Like yeah. we kind of talked about that of you yeah. being like, I don't even know who mm-hmm. likes me still. Because right. you're like, everybody's a mutual friend. Everybody's totally. like either an industry friend or a mutual friend with. Right. Their- well, the Christian industry too. So we can kind of go there. It's very, it's actually quite small. And Christian industry meaning, what did you say? Christian media? like Christian media outlets. They're all owned by the same companies. It's yeah. It's not very many companies. No. Businesses. Right. It's all very small. Um, and so every like your business is everybody's business. Yes. And it's very much like, n- not just like talked behind your back, but some things are literally like posted and like out. Oh, yeah. And like right. there's just a lot that goes on with drama, of course, right. as with any industry. But then you add like religion, yep. which is, you know, the Christian industry on top of a very like dramatic like thing then it's it takes it to the next level because it's not just like personal anymore it's not just personal it's not just like emotional financial but it's like okay now we're talking like spiritually you are like at least for me after touring in the christian industry for however many years is like four and a half years official touring um it felt like spiritually depleted like i felt spiritually like rocked and judged like I didn't even know what my own spiritual like like my own relationship with God like I didn't understand like what was allowed like could I work through it on my own like it was very it was very confusing you know adding that Christian 
thing on top of what's already a very confusing well, industry. Faith and commerce is always going to be extremely messy because mm. I don't know that they, they work well together. I, I don't, don't, I don't so. think that they, right. it's not that they can't, it's just that they don't very easily work right. well together. And well, so it, it's, it makes their, I mean, there's, there's an ec- economic cost to, yeah. uh, and valuation placed on your faithfulness yeah. in addition to mm. the fact that there's faith there. Like people are rewarded. It seems like for what others are viewing as their faithfulness, mm. which is like an outwardly demonstrable, like, like you're, yeah. it's a, a sloppy thing. That's interesting. Um, because if you think about it, like, uh, people don't, it's kind of like social media. We we post what we want people to see, right. but that's not necessarily what actual real life is for a lot mm. of people mm-hmm. that are like <clears throat> social media presences. Yeah. Or, um, you know, they, they are just kind of putting their best foot forward. No one's going to put the slop of their life out there and be like, hey, yeah. today this garbage happened in my life. Yeah. Um, Although I, I feel like I really try to do that. Well, that's great. But I I'm try, saying but the majority of people do not do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a common practice. The common practice is like, making yourself look like you're on vacation all the time or like that you have all this wealth and excitement. It is. Well, in the industry, it's just like when your faith becomes your brand, Mm -hmm. like Mm -mm. that, that was like the first slippery slope that I kind of experienced when I started going out, um, with a worship artist. And it's just like, you get out on the bus and you get out on the, to the shows and it's just like, What's out there and the communication that they have with the crew that's there. Yes. And then what's on stage and then what's back at the bus is like three very completely very different. different and that was, I don't know how you felt about that, but for me, I, I was so far removed from the Nashville and mm. Franklin, Tennessee Christian music circuit being on the West Coast. Yeah. I had like all this like idyllic view of what the Christian world was. I almost quit. Yeah, it was very alarming. Jarring. To me. Yeah, and I, I remember experiencing it and be like, but so and so is like super trash drunk right now. Like, yeah, right. And then they're just talking about like Jesus, like five minutes on stage, and yeah, yeah, and like it's, which is fine. I feel like I feel like you can. I feel you like can, that's yeah. But yeah, but, it happens at bars every night. <laughs> Literally, I mean, absolutely. You are so not wrong. Um, yeah, so it, you can do that. It's just it's the fact that like people have. What, how do you even like say it? Like people have an issue with that lifestyle and they'll pretend it doesn't exist or something. Well, or... to me, okay. So my experience with it was like, it wasn't that people didn't, they, they didn't care that it existed. Right. They cared as if your faith was on brand, like right. if your expression of your faith to the public mm. was well-maintained, you can do whatever you want yeah. on the back like, end. Just like things. keep your mouth shut, close the doors, right. all this stuff. Um, which is actually something that I've kind of been like dealing with because, you know, we were just talking about social media. I, I think part of my brand, if I have one, if I have a brand is that I like share very openly and sure. I'm like, I basically document a lot of what I go through, what I'm like working through, whatever. Mm-hmm. So with that, like it's a lot of room for people to judge or pick and choose what they like and what they don't like or you know thinking I've all of a sudden changed which in some cases it's true I'm just showing you that I've changed whereas a lot of people like you know whether it's just social media presences or like artists or bands or whatever like they may think and act and do all the things that I think and act do whatever but they're not like putting it out there so those people are fine like nobody's like 
going after them. Nobody's like yelling at them for, you know, being more like liberal or left wing or open or sure. whatever like words they want to use. Cherry pickers, yeah, <laughs> whatever. <right. laughs> um, that's that's the hot word. That's right the there hot right word. Now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting because I I personally know people who feel the same way that I do about certain the internet's things. a particularly brutal form for that too yeah because people are able to express their opinion and then walk away from it and have it stay totally you know, yeah it's like it's like written on on concrete and they just yeah. walk away from it it's like the same thing as graffiti on a bathroom stall totally except the internet is the bathroom stall exactly <laughs> oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah oh. and so like it, it's people people are very much more bold and brave. Yeah. Because right. it's just like, you don't have to look in somebody's eyes and see the window of their soul <laughs> as you speak into them. You know? Oh my gosh. Right. I know. Different. Well, also, this is what I have found the most frustrating is like when people do leave comments and will I will like respond back to them and try to be open and loving and understanding. Let's have a like discussion, debate or whatever. And then they'll delete the comment. Right. Later, I'm like, okay, you just wasted my time. Right. You also hurt my feelings with whatever you said, most likely, like because you called me with this and that, um, or accused me of certain things, and then you delete it. So it's like it's left an impression on me. It's mm-hmm. like, you but know, hurt you my look heart. Like you're reacting unjustified. Or 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 like I don't know. I'm just like, well, let's leave the discussion there. Or why don't you let other people see how like ignorant and mean you are to me like let it stay like don't take down the comments like i want people to see like the things that i'm discussing or i'm going through but you like just deleting your comment like i'm still left feeling the feelings i'm like that's just mean i'm like leave it up that's how i feel i'm like let let the world see i kind of got to the place for myself where like social media is giving me social anxiety like uh, even Mm. going on it a lot and seeing it and seeing the interactions and also, like, thinking that people are talking or saying things about me or, mm. like, their silence yeah. is more meaningful than it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, it kind of, like, made me kind of cower and hide away we from that. We were just talking about that today, even. Just talking about, like, what is posted, what is on social media, who sees it from your hometown or from right. your oh, yeah. place that you are. And then, like, going back to those people. Yeah. It's just like difficult because you're like, I don't, I don't know what your response has been to yeah. me. And yeah. is it going to be like, now that we are in person, is it going to be like, okay, we need to have a talk. Can you, can we like right. go, go aside and like, do, yeah, you know, I'm about do whatever. To go to and it. it's, it's kind of made me more of a private person, but I'm an mm. extrovert. So that's the kind of interesting thing is that oh, like yeah. people that know me in person know mm. I'm chatty and engaging yeah. and whatever, but on social media, I'm really withdrawn and kind of hidden. Yeah. Well, I think. I think that's understandable considering like the things like you've been through. Sure. Which, you know, going back to that, why did you exit the band? Um, man, layers and layers of reasons. <laughs> right. Um, and it's it's really hard. It's a slippery slope to to discuss that without throwing anyone under the bus. Sure. Um, so I guess the the easiest way to say it is that um, there were personalities that were rubbing mm-hmm. wrong, and there's also life choices myself and with others that yeah. we made that were um, leading away from brand, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that was kind of the decision that I had to make. I, I remember feeling, as, as my marriage was struggling in mm-hmm. really, really badly, 
having interviews and interviewers say, man, it must be amazing being on, mm. on the road with mm-hmm. so-and-so. And <laughs> I get that. I'm thinking of like, I, I, in order to be in brand, I kind of had to be dishonest through my teeth. Ew. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it did feel right. ew. That's a good way to say it. It was just like, kind of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a great thing, you yeah. know? So, um, that makes you very uncomfortable with but it yourself. I kind of had the pressure to do that and to be that. Mm. And it got to the place where it just felt very um, inauthentic and mm-hmm. very superficial. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the Christian industry is maybe starting to finally go through a change where there's a little bit more authenticity. I mean, like since the Lauren Daigle switchover where she was she had kind of gone off on like her own path and she had an interview where she was like talking to somebody and they were like well if you're a christian artist how do you believe this and she's like well then maybe i'm just not right and then nf changing over from being a christian artist to being a secular artist it's just well, like i think there's i, I think don't think that's the christian industry opening up i think no <laughs> yeah but i think they're being squeezed out <laughs> they they are being squeezed out but i think to me if there is going to be a maintenance of the industry itself i think there there's enough artists right now that are pointing out the flaws of the industry mm-hmm. that it's going to have to change. Yeah. I would say that it's not even necessarily just the industry. I think it's the way of mm-hmm. American Christian culture. Uh, yeah. It culture. happens in, in the bubble of the church as well. Yes. It's just it's amplified yeah. and on a bigger platform when you have it in CCM. Yeah. CCM world is kind of reflecting what's happening inside of the Christian culture of the church. Yeah. yeah. I feel. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand that. Um, so there is points that on, you know, when I was on tour and doing radio stuff, especially within the last like year or so when my sister and I would do radio interviews, they'd be like, isn't that amazing? Like touring with your sister, blah, blah, blah. blah. And this is like, while she and I like are not okay. Like (laughs) she had left the band and then, you know, wanted back in. So it's like all this like back and forth and we just haven't been like the best. Um, And so that was you know, whenever you said that, like, how is it? Like, it has got to be the best thing touring with your like sure. spouse and blah blah blah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's the best thing ever. Like through your teeth, like you said, is right. like, mm-hmm. So when it got to that point where you were just uncomfortable with the answers, you were basically forced to give. Is is that whenever you? Well, I mean, you said there's layers, of course. Yeah. But did the divorce and you exiting the band was that? simultaneous was that yes. okay yep it was happened, like... happened the same time okay and it was it was kind of hard because i felt like i needed to go into hiding mm. afterwards oh, yeah. um and living here it was kind of like impossible mm. to do yeah. that um yeah and the, the the sad thing it's i think it's more prevalent in the church i could be completely wrong on this mm. but i feel like um the tearing down and the gossip and the justification yeah. of that stuff existing is more prominent in faith cultures yeah um and um so because we i feel like we have this like christians are told we have this responsibility to like keep others accountable and i think that is like the accountable thing the accountability thing is i think what's really like makes people gives people the permission to be judgmental and like really mean well it's like people have taken it as an opportunity of power Mm -hmm. instead of an opportunity of humility Yes. Yeah, exactly. And what happens is people will fill in the gaps of stories they don't know the answers to. Yeah. And so what happens with it is like if they don't know the story and there's this big old blank space, they're going to fill it in with whatever they they think they've heard and yeah. they feel justified in doing it because so-and-so is a friend of so-and-so and they heard it directly from the source. And 
But instead, I think there should be a, a mentality and a posturing of like, man, this is a really difficult situation these people are going through. How can we love them? Yeah. Like, it seems so generic that that would be the true response that we should have, but we don't do it very well. Like, Well, it's like people want to fill the space externally so they don't have to get involved rather than filling the space themselves with that love and coming alongside people and like actually being able to, I don't know, like almost assimilate yourself with those people so that you can be in that space to love them well enough yeah. and understand all of the things that they're really kind of going through and yeah. kind of being able to protect and block a little bit of that judgment that is coming mm -hmm. from the church. Right. How did, can you like tell us a little bit how people reacted to your exiting the band and divorce? Maybe it's the same, yeah. maybe it's not. Um, I was just hearing lots of different stories of, of what happened. Mm. Um, and they were, they're wild. They're wild accusations of, of lots of different things. Even the, the, the truth is, is, a wild story but like, right <laughs> the fact of the matter is that there's ones that were not true that were just dramatic that people are adding into it they're like well i heard he has a drug problem or a drinking problem the fact is like i've never done either in my life actually i've been yeah. lifelong yeah. sober yeah um i've wow. heard that i had a relationship with a man and so i acted the man like a lot of things that people were making up that were like completely just fabricated so wrong. right and i'm like wow it's i mean the story probably is is like good fodder for gossip but at the same time it's like does it really matter why no. why it happened yeah i think the whole point that i i would love to have seen happen is people see woundedness and injury and mm. came around and, and welcome it with love and community right um and that didn't happen right because i think people especially when a divorce happens especially in the christian faith element is they're looking for they all want to be demonstrated the justification for the divorce, mm -hmm. like individually. Right. Does that make yeah. sense? They all want you to pre present your case for why it was okay for you. To and everybody divorce. else right. has different things that they justify yes. in their own faith. Yes, totally. And so I felt like I had to kind of tiptoe around that conversation mm. or just dive into it. Yeah. And it felt like walking into a punch that you can see coming for a mile. Right. Oh, wow. So. That's, that's a lot to deal with. You're like going through your own like... You're internalizing, yeah. you're going through your own experiences and emotions through the whole thing, and then you're having to also, like, tiptoe around. Well, you're having to be dishonest to people, which makes you feel like you're constantly you minimalizing can't even process. your own experience. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, There's no room for healing because you're, you're actually not addressing the wound itself. Well, you're denying it to yeah. a lot of people almost because you're having to justify these other things that they're saying. Yeah. It's like having two broken legs and, and pointing to like this cut on your arm and saying, man, this is really bad. I need, I need this addressed mm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, okay, let's talk about that. And, then they, and meanwhile, I have two broken legs. <laughs> right. Wow, that's you know? a good So it was, it was kind of like, um, I don't know, it felt like I had to become a ghost. That's mm. kind of what happened with it is I kind of just disappeared into the background yeah. and just kind of existed and didn't really have an identity anymore. It was, it was a really odd time in my life for sure. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, it's just interesting how people 
if even if you're like as a writer as a songwriter or whatever if they hear your song that you've written and you were in this place where you like you were hurting you were like going through a lot of struggle you're going through a lot of pain and they hear it and it and it helps them through um a whatever hard time in their through. life or whatever they're feeling distant from god or whatever it is they they equate that to you being a person that's always good that's always like on past that's, that moment yeah you're past that moment you're already healed like you they they equate their response to your response to your own song mm-hmm. and kind of expect you to live in that place of already being healed constantly right just because it's like the image that you present to them right they they want the the job response yeah <clears throat> which was um, oh now i have 14 kids rather than set. like i'm like doubly blessed well, what after i think I is like he, he says blessed be the name of the lord after all the things like you give and take away mm. that type of thing it's like oh you broke me and you destroyed me but blessed be they want to hear that yeah. right they don't want to hear like i'm i'm pissed i'm yeah. pissed about this I'm, i don't know what's happening i don't feel like you hear me or see mm. me anymore they want to hear the other side of that because that's what i was talking about earlier the analogy of the the slow boil. Yeah. They're boiling, waiting for you to say something mm. that kind of ticks them off. They're right. like, that's not true. That's not who God says he yeah. is. And they want to, they want to be affirmed of like, Oh, but he is there with me and he's blah, blah, blah. I used <laughs> to say from stage a lot, this concept of, um, sometimes I just wanted to feel God rather than intellectually know that he's with me. Mm. Yeah. I don't want it just to just be an intellectual basis of like, oh, he says he's here. He says he hears my prayers and my voice. Yeah. I wanted to feel that too. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's a wrong thought. No, it's not. But a, a lot of the times em- emotions are, a lot of the time, most of the time, emotions are looked down on. They're vilified for sure. They're vilified. Oh, yeah. You know, that's actually, it's probably one of the hottest topics for me, like what I'm most sensitive to. Um, and what I think we need to eradicate is the verse like above, like the heart is deceitful above all else. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like where a lot of the emotions are bad, like where that comes from. Yeah. Um, and so that like really dictated a lot of my life choices, a lot of how I received and dealt with, um, good and bad things that happened in my life was like, Oh, I feel like I couldn't fully be happy. Or I felt like, you know, even sadness, like every feeling was just like innately bad bad or worldly or flesh whatever um and so you wanting to feel god like i feel like christian culture hears the word feel and they're just like you don't need to you don't need to feel god like just know that he's there like that's good enough and but god literally put us in these like muscle suits right Mm -hmm. these like meat suits (laughs) to like to experience emotion and so he want like I believe that God wants us to like feel those feelings and wants yeah. like He wants to show up in our emotions, not just like in our heads, being like, yeah. By the way, you should know this, like Absolutely. whatever. I mean, if it says if we believe that we're created in the image of God, emotions are not somehow superseding His creation. No, they didn't outsmart Him or exist outside of His His idea <laughs> right. of what we were. We the emotions it was part of the plan. Have, yeah, it was part of the plan. Emotions we have are from him yeah. he authored those things Absolutely. and so i think uh a good transition point for me was um back when i was going to a lot of therapy and yes i went to therapy let's yes. talk about that too uh, normalized um, therapy yeah i went to therapy and i had a therapist tell me emotions are valid mm. and i don't know yeah. why i needed to hear that but even that kind of made me break down and it made me yeah. feel seen and heard yeah because i'm like 
oh, I don't have to restrain myself. Yeah. I, like, especially being a, a male in mm. Christian culture, yeah. I'm told that it's not okay to emote. Yeah. I'm yeah. taught that without words. Uh-oh, he's emoting. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, he's being emotional. He must be wrong right now. He's just yeah. being emotional. Mm. And we do that with women a lot, but also men on the other side of the coin are yeah. told that we should be restraining our emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, with women, the women are disqualified, and with men, the emotions are disqualified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's it's interesting. Word. It's like um, I don't know. It's it's a huge dysfunctional thing that we have going on where we feel like those are not valid. Was 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 your therapy? Um, I'm I'm assuming it wasn't Christian based therapy. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was it was extremely helpful for me mm-hmm. because I I had to get counseling and therapy over some of the religious abuse that happens from Christianity. I think a lot of people need that. Yeah. Let's talk about that too, because of the fact I remember um, going through super bad depression and having some of my well-meaning Christian friends telling me like, but you have so much to be thankful for. You have so many blessings in your life. You have so many good things going on. So why are you depressed? I'm like, it's not the same thing as sadness. It's yeah, right. It's a chemical imbalance in my brain. Something's not oh firing off correctly, yeah. mm. and it's making me feel oppressed. Yeah. Well, people equate your faithfulness in God and the gifts He's given you to their own re- the, the, their own way of how they receive people's feelings. Yeah. Which is like, if you're if you're feeling depressed and they feel like they've given you everything they possibly can, they're like, why don't you? Why doesn't this just it. make you happy? Yeah. And for God, He's like. I, I, I know your heart. Like, right. I know your heart. I gave you these feelings and I gave you these chemicals. Like, yeah, all of this stuff is happening outside of any sort of transactional relationship. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like, depression is not sadness. Like, right. it's not. It's I not mean, yes, it causes emotions. Like, sure. it causes, like, sadness. Or it completely shuts off emotion. Yeah. Depression mm-hmm. can do that, too, which is a whole. That's, for me, whenever I, the times that I've experienced depression, actually, it's been that numbing yeah, it feels like numbing or hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have well-meaning Christians saying that, well, if you just had faith, mm. like they equate it to like, I'm depressed because of my lack of faith. I'm not right. moving forward or receiving because of lack of faith. I even had a Christian friend, a very close friend, tell me that uh, illness was not in God's plan for us. Mm. And that if I, if I accepted it, that would mean I was not having faith. And I'm <gasps> like, Oh boy! So just so, ignore ignore your depression, ignore the chemical imbalance. Ign- that's what he's saying. Like yeah, your friend was saying. And uh, my response to him was, I said, "Okay." Um, I almost said his name. <laughs> I said, okay, Bleep. man. Ten out of ten people die. Mm. How do you think that happens? Boop, boop. There he's, it is. He's like, he's like, what? I said, our organs fail. Yeah. Organ failure is illness. Right. Illness is sickness. Sickness is what causes death. Right. So you're telling me that if we had faith, we would not die. So. Wow. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm like, oh, I traced what you're saying. Your logic (laughs) thought leads back to what I just said. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not true. No. That's not true. Wow. So, I mean, I feel like mental illness in general in the church Mm. is dismissed rather than discussed in a healthy way. It's dismissed as a lack of or... A, a spiritual oppression or darkness or like Satan having his blinders on you, whatever you oh can say over it. <laughs> I've heard that you one know? a lot. Yeah. Um, or just like, I feel like we, I feel like on one hand, we um, under spiritualize a lot of things. And on the other hand, there's a lot of things that like 
mental illness, I feel mm-hmm. like is a lot of the times spiritualized Yeah, in the church. And it's probably religion, not spiritual, but you know, they're like, oh, it's, it's the, um, what is it? The warfare. Spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. Um, and although I, I believe in like other realms of like spirits, like that's just my own personal, like belief system as I believe there's other realms and other like there's the spiritual side of mm-hmm. life but also it exists here so I believe in all that but mental illness is not the same like that no. is that is a physical right. thing like it is literally in your body the same therapist uh that gave me the the counsel that emotions are valid mm. had a really great counterpoint to it and I, I want to definitely share that here it's, it's super yeah. important is um he was meeting with a, a well-known Christian somebody, I'm not going to say who it is, but um, he was confessing that he had a huge battle with depression for the last couple of years and he hadn't been able to get out of it. And he tried to hype himself up at the end of the therapy session. He's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to walk out of here. I'm just going to give it over to God. And the the therapist said, okay, that's, that's fine. But what I'd like you to do is um, on your way out, could you drop off your glasses with the front desk? And he goes, why? He says, we're going to trust God with that too. And so it was like Whoa! one of the things. Like, Bam, take what? that. It's <laughs> gonna be um, an annoying noise. But yeah, it's okay. So it's like that type of thing. It's like Whoa, you wouldn't say yes. to somebody with, um, like a diabetic that needs insulin, you wouldn't be like, "Oh man, have you tried giving that to God?" Right. Because mm. right. it's like, no, He gave the technology and the ability for us to have yes. insulin, so we didn't have to be like mystical about it. Yes, that's the same. I think people give the metaphor. I've heard the analogy of like the seatbelt situation. It's like, you know, well, if you're going to say I can't take like my medication for depression or whatever, mm-hmm. then like I will just encourage you not to wear your seatbelt. Just trust God. Like, yeah. Just trust God. Keep you safe. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Right. And oh, so it's, it, the whole thing is, is it's just backwards thinking mm-hmm. on how we approach it. it because like there's, there's nothing um, broken about you believing what's actually being experienced in you. Yeah. Like if, if you're mm. having something, like if you have anxiety, if you have depression, whatever, yeah. it doesn't make sense for somebody who does not have those things to tell you, oh, you shouldn't because of A, B, and C. Yeah, going back to like, if this isn't your battle, if this isn't your struggle, if this is not your situation, you do not have any place. You don't right. have the right to say anything right, about right. it. And one of the things I used to say to people um, when I was teaching a lot more is, you know, like... John 14 in New Testament, it's talking about the vine and the vine dresser. Mm -hmm. And I used to tell people, you know, like my hands don't fit in those gloves. It's not my job to cut off people and to prune people and say, this is what's supposed to happen. Right. Like I have information of it, but Mm -hmm. my, my counsel that I get from the New Testament is that I'm supposed to be really excellent at love. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to be really excellent at judgment. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that person that's, that's looking at people's lives or the character of their choices and saying... Um, even back to the whole Joshua Harris thing and mm-hmm. like all that, I'm not going to look at him and be like, well, you can see the fruit. Like, I don't want to hear the fruit inspector BS anymore. From yeah. People. <laughs> Cause I've heard that so many times, you know, like people talk about Galatians, yes. it's the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. And like, yeah. Well, I'm just a fruit inspector and I can see that the fruit in your life is like, like people I, have called themselves fruit. Inspectors? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like actually, or is that just you? Uh, like what I'm No, I'm, I'm saying like as a touring Christian artist, I am going to all these different churches and environments. I had a lot of people say a lot of interesting things. Oh my God. We had, we had fruit inspector. Wow. We had one of our, um, 
our original female vocalist left the band yeah. abruptly and people didn't have an explanation. So like I said earlier, people fill in the gaps and mm-hmm. they try to make up the story of what happened. Yeah. And um, I remember at a show in California, somebody, I was walking out to the merch table after show and this is like in 2016, this guy kind of firmly grabs my shoulder from behind and stops me. He's like, so you going to tell us what happened or where did she go? And I said, <gasps> excuse me? He's like, you your fans deserve an answer. They they deserve to know what happened. Ooh. I've been supporting you for this long. And I actually oh. brushed his hand off my shoulder. And I yeah. said, sir, I don't owe you anything. And he's oh, kind of frozen. He, he looks at me. And I said, my friends' stories and what happened to them in their lives is not up for public forum discussion. What did he say? He kind of like Just... tilted his head and looked at me like, how dare you? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, how dare you? Well, uh, yeah, of course. I'm, so you bought one of my, my CDs or some T-shirts, and you think that you spending any amount of money buys you the right to know what's going on in my personal life? Oh, like you can be well, bought. Like right. basically, like, you're, yeah. like you, you, your story, and your friend's stories, your souls are yeah. bought with a $10 CD. Right, I know. So, I mean, like... <laughs> That's kind of like he aggressively stops me and says, yeah. you deserve, I mean, we deserve an answer. And I'm like, no, you don't. No. It's it's for what? What does that benefit them or you? Ooh, you're like, that, I know. I, I relate to that so right? hardcore. Doesn't Actually, it give you anxiety just it, hearing that? It literally like makes me like grab my throat, which is always like my cue to like, oh, I'm getting anxious. Yeah. Um, but right. that actually reminds me of a story. This is like slightly off topic, but you just made me remember this. Um, and this didn't happen just once, but like this particular example um, <laughs> I was like in a church, we were setting up and I, some, I sometimes when I'm like setting up merch and whatever, I get like in a serious mode. Like I just mm-hmm. like, you know, get stuff done. And this older man, I would say like fifties or whatever, I'm like about to walk down the the aisle to get to the stage, whatever. And he literally puts his arm out. Do you remember this? I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this. He literally puts his arm out and he's like, can't let you go. And I was like, like. He put his put it out like I'm short and it was like right at like my boobs and anyway so I'm like I like run into him he's like can't let you go and I was like I was like oh uh-huh. what <laughs> he was like can't let you go give me a smile and I was like what yeah so this this is being a, a female Christian artist and listen I know you have heard lots of stories but like oh, yeah. this is this is one of my examples and he's like can't let you go and till we see a smile or whatever and I was like oh I'm just. I'm just in a hurry. Like, I just need to get this done. There's another artist trying to whatever. And he was like, need a smile, whatever. And I was like, okay, well, maybe after the show, after I get stuff done, he was like, come on. And I was like, and then I just like pushed his arm and just went past him. Do you don't remember that? Oh my gosh. No, I don't. That was actually more recent. Um, And I remember I told my sister and she was like, you know freaking out she's like what whatever stuff Um, like that infuriates me actually (laughs) but yeah so that i know it's almost like a it wasn't like a big deal and like nothing happened but like as a as a girl like we're told all the time like i have to smile and and he like put his arm out and like wouldn't let me go Mm -hmm. and that's very triggering for me personally like i have there's like a there's like a physical bubble like boundary for me like even don't get in my face i will like I will do something. Even if it's innocent, like exerting your physical dominance over somebody who's smaller than you and right. of the opposite gender to require something of them that's already sexist. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, I, I can't even like, where do I even begin with you? And so I just like push his arm away and was like, gave him the fakest smile I could possibly give, which wasn't even like a real smile, which is why the Ariana song. What is it? 
fake smile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like I belt that thing out. I dan- <laughs> yeah. I twerked that song hardcore. Twerk. Like it is it is my song. Like I I will not get anyway. It's that's my like exact reaction. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> that's just like my side story, but just the fact that like he touched your shoulder. Yeah. Like that is so alarming for me. Like when fans or like people would like grab me. Mhm. It's just very it's it's very alarming. One of the, the things that happened being a Christian artist that was a weird experience. I don't think really exists anywhere else is that because of the the element of faith is the prominent factor of yeah. the lyric, um, people share their stories with you pretty openly. Yeah. And I feel like maybe this is just me or something about me, but I feel like personal deep stories are mm-hmm. earned Yeah. rather than just uh, mm-hmm. offered up casually. Earned as in, as the holder, as the hero? Both. Okay, like, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like for somebody to just, that I don't know, just tell me a lot of deep personal things. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think I've earned the right for that. And I don't also yeah. don't think that's okay for you to just place that burden on me to react or yeah. to respond yeah. or to give you some type of gem mm. of information or nugget of wisdom. And like, now like it's on you to yeah. like redeem their I've, whole life story. I think <laughs> one of the hardest things for me about it was because my story was out there and is mm-hmm. um, available about my struggles with depression and yeah. suicide attempts. I had people all the time after shows wait to talk to me to tell me about their suicide attempts or their depression or their anxiety. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not a counselor. I just survived. Yeah. You're like, like, do you not realize how triggering that that's is? That's exactly oh, absolutely. Like what I said. Yeah. It's kind of like that show on Netflix. I don't know if you heard it, The 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And it was like a very graphic portrayal of a suicide at the end yeah. of that that yeah. I'm sure triggered tons of people. Yes. I know yeah. they just changed that episode or removed it oh, recently. they did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know Netflix that. officially moved to change it because it's disturbing. You don't want to just have that out there because that can trigger other people so in lots of different ways. There's a lot there of There wasn't even like, there. yeah, they're for sure, even if they kept it up, they need to revise it and be like, hardcore trigger warning like yeah in front yeah. of the episode there wasn't anything that right. like let us know that that because we actually watched the first season yeah yeah um so i i saw the whole thing and then that episode and it it was alarming it, just, it ties you back to how much of an expectation there is mm-hmm. on christian artists to be okay number one to be like almost unshakable yeah in your faith and in your experience and how much that people on the receiving end of the music and of the experience of you as an artist as a brand as a whatever it is right they build a relationship with that person and then they have that expectation for that to carry over into every experience they have with you in the future and that doesn't allow any space for mental and personal growth for the artist at all i don't feel like like scripture was ever intended to be weaponized in mm. any form like mm. in a positive form or a negative form i think that positive form people are always saying like the ephesians verse they're quoting like it's a sword the, the yeah. sword of scripture or whatever and they talk about that it's not a silver bullet to like my depression if i'm going through depression i don't need somebody to tell me the verses of why i shouldn't be depressed oh yeah. and treat yeah. that like self it's not self no but also like even with the bible being written with with that message if you are going to constantly cure everything in the future and every issue that everybody ever has with something that was written in the past, right. you're not giving God the opportunity to speak into your life yeah. in a present way. Mm. Yeah. And although this, I was just thinking about this, although like Christianity as a religion is one of the, it's like one where it's very 
strict. It's based off of the fact that there's one God, right? Like Mm -hmm. one God, the God. But yet it's within the culture of Christianity probably is the most, um, most commonly like making role models out of people and making little gods out of people. Sure. Like, like Christian artists, like, you know, kind of making them their God. It's like the, it's the religion that most says only one and the one true God. Yet Mm -hmm. I feel like we actually place the responsibility of God (laughs) in other people. Um, like all the time, like you have to like be a certain level. Um, so, okay, going back to, so you were in therapy. Mm-hmm. Are you still in therapy? Do you still go through therapy? Not currently. Well, we we're, we would love we would love to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. We're like looking. We're like I know. You know, we're like okay. So who gets to go first? Because we're like jumping at the. <laughs> we're like fin- financially, where can we land to actually get one of us to therapy? Yeah, I, I think we would lo- like we. I'm all about normalizing therapy. I did counseling, and when I went to Belmont, I did counseling for two semesters. Mm-hmm. It was like I did it one semester, had a break, and then had it again, and I loved it. Like it was so healing for me. It was very, um, and it, it was just through the college, like it was free, sure. so it wasn't yeah. like the highest level of therapy you could get. But it was there, and it was mm-hmm. super helpful. I ended up just talking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> she like hardly said anything, <laughs> um, which is great. I just needed a place right. to talk. Um, but anyway, and then eventually, that's why Adam gets to go first. <laughs> because I've I've been I've been through ca- at least some bit of counseling, yeah. so he gets dibs for for therapy. <laughs> I had a therapist tell me because not all therapists are great and, yeah. and not all are bad, and right. I think that that's that should be universally true of anything you're looking at, like everything. Yeah, so yeah. it's like when people are like, I've had a lot of encounters with Christians that say psychology is like it's full of quacks and they're all whatever. I'm like. There might be some out there, yeah, but for sure. there's also a lot that are super helpful. Right. And I had one of like, for instance, one of the more destructive therapist uh, encounters I had told me that uh, my level of trauma was above his pay grade and that he needed to refer oh, me out to somebody else. my <laughs> gosh. Right? Oh, that's so terrible. So that's exactly what he said to me. It was like, he's like, wow. well, I just want to let you know that. <gasps> After giving it some thought, uh, the kind of the, the traumas and things you've experienced are beyond my pay grade. There's so got to be a better way to I'd say like, that. I'd like to refer you out to several different people that specialize in, in your level of trauma. And I'm like, whoa. So thinking, basically my life is a shit show is what you're telling me. I just me. nodded. I, I'm like, whoa. okay. Like, I don't know how to process that. Give me a second. Yeah, you're like, I'm here because... This is a lot for me to handle, but for right. you to tell me that it's too much for you to handle too, just as exas- an outside source, just also, exacerbates. Can we talk about the fact that it was scary for me to go to therapy? Yeah, like that was a hard choice to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to pay somebody to share my was that deepest your th- thing. First yeah. time, no, this is like a couple years ago. Okay. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's I I can relate in in a small way because I was seeking mentorship for a long time. I was like here in Nashville, and I was like I didn't have anybody like older than me or even like going through similar things as me i felt like i was kind of the like spiritual person out of my friends and like i just need somebody else to talk into my life right so i was looking for mentorship for actually years when i first like first five years i lived in nashville and i was i was going to a church here and i like was like emailing the head pastors and several different people i was like is there any way i can like get into a mentorship thing like i really need like somebody to talk with me and like help me through whatever and just like you know be a mentor whatever 
Um, and I, I remember that I, they ended up hooking me up with this older lady and she, <laughs> we were talking and as I do, I, I talk a lot, um, especially one-on-ones and she goes, wow. She's like, why do you, why did, why were you looking for a mentorship? Seems like you've got it all together. Oh, and I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to work out <laughs> because I have you and everybody else telling me that I have it all together. I'm obviously not looking for a mentorship because I, I believe that I have it all together. Right. Yeah. So like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah. So I understand. I, so I where did relate. your experience go beyond that? Did it go beyond that or is that where it, it stopped did. for a second? No, I went to, I went to the therapist that he recommended me go to is actually a psychologist, which is a different level than just like a, a master's whole yeah. therapist, like a right. doctorate. Um, and I had a couple sessions with the person, but it was like extremely out of my budget. Mm. I think it was like yeah. $250 like per each one. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't afford yeah. this. Yeah. And so it was, it was like helpful in a sense, but it was also slow moving. The first one, they just receive you and they just kind of talk about kind of your history and they don't really get into it until like the second or third time mm-hmm. you go so right. first couple times you're paying for something that's like you're just talking to the air essentially yeah so it was like once it was going it was helpful but then it was like i can't afford this yeah either. Right. so yeah it was um it was good i think that the the sad part about it is that a lot of times in churches and i hope if there are any churches or people that are in church leadership that are listening to this mm. please do not discourage people from going to quote-unquote secular therapy mainstream non-christian non-religious yeah, please do not do that because mm-hmm. it's a different facet of of addressing an issue yeah. that is not necessarily spiritual not everything is spiritual yeah mm-hmm. and not certainly not everything is religious <laughs> right and so like you can you can have a, a a spiritual counseling that you can help with somebody but once you get into the the depths yeah. of certain issues that are hyper specific things of traumas that people have been through there's not a lot you can say unless you have training and experience right. that's adequate to address it. Just like right. any disclaimer should be like, oh, I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe you, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's like we should allow the true professionals to speak totally. to us when it comes to like traumas. And that's, that's not to discount that a, a pastor is not a professional job or like a, a church no. counselor is a, a professional job. It's just as they but they're are. they're not a doctor. They're faceted in their specialized field. That's a, that's right. A niche. And. And as a pastor, you should be focused on spiritual growth. Right. If you're looking into mental health and you're looking into all of those kind of things, that's out. That is, I feel like, trying to widen your net so much that you Mm -hmm. won't be able to even focus adequately. It's out of their scope. And I feel like for myself, I'm a professional musician and singer and songwriter because Mm -hmm. that's been my trade for the last most of the decade. Yeah. But does not mean that I'm a top-notch producer it does not mean that i'm a choreographer it does not mean that i'm able to run lights or sound professionally because i've been around it yeah right does not give me that skill set being around something does not make you like a professional in that right aspect yeah that's very that's very good so is there anything that you would anything else like you would like to address or you would like to i don't know yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me and talking with oh, me. Oh, for sure. Um, Dude, thank really, you really, coming. really cool. I feel um, like there's there's always going to be things that I'm going to think of, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. we should have, or <laughs> well, whatever. call me back, yeah, yeah. I'll totally do something. I know we can do, like, even a phone call. Yeah, um, it's, it's good to talk about things, and I feel like um, 
the forum for discussion is at an all time high right now for, for people like yeah. with, with podcasts or with YouTube or whatever else. Yeah. Social media, like it's, it's made a culture of communication, mm-hmm. a healthy thing by making it commonplace. Yeah. Um, and that's so key and so important. And that's why like for the last, I think part of my generation has been the generation of concealing things. Mm-hmm. Like we keep things private and yeah. secret and, if we don't address things that are not healthy, then they're not going to change. If right. we don't address things yep. in our culture or our society around us, um, a lot of times on this one we focus on like American Christian culture, yeah. then it's not going to change. Right. If we don't talk about it, it's just going to stay exactly where it's at. We've got yeah. to talk about it. Well, yeah. beautiful. On that note, is there any um, way that people can find you, get a hold yeah. of you? I'm pretty much only on instagram <laughs> okay perfect and, yeah. it's a good place to be so it's, yeah. it's it's is it the adam palmer or just adam palmer? the adam palmer with yeah. an underscore at with the an end underscore of it. at the end okay ironically i'll say there's another guy that's called like the adam palmer and i think he has the name that i wanted to without oh. the underscore oh. and we are friends on instagram because he reached out to me he's like hey we have the same name let's be friends I'm and like, you're okay. like yeah you're the guy i don't like you're because like- you have <laughs> the original yeah. So follow him too. He does book reviews, whatever. Oh my gosh, hey, really? Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will be sure to put your contact down in the description Thanks. of this podcast Appreciate so people it. can reach out to you. Yeah. Um, are you open to people like messaging you based sure. off any yeah. of these topics? Whatever. Okay. And the, the funny thing is that like these are all, we're talking, we're having discussion. It's healthy form to do that and it's opinion. So absolutely like, you don't like my opinion on something sorry it's still my opinion <laughs> welcome yep. to our podcast yes. <laughs> we to it's podcast. just it's just opinions yep. thank you guys sir, for listening we appreciate you until yeah, next thanks. time bye see you guys